So I was reading, um, I was reading through the Gospels this week, and I had a, a real short passage of Scripture that just leapt off the page at me. And honestly, I don't remember ever reading it. I'm sure I have, but I don't remember ever reading this passage of Scripture. But I was, it, it just, I began to think about some things, and I began to think about how often life piles up, and it makes us stagnant. Maybe I'm alone in this, but I have times in my spiritual walk where I just feel like nothing's happening. Anybody ever get there where they just feel like, you know, you, 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 you're, you're inspecting the, the, the tree for fruit, but there ain't nothing there. Well, good, at least I'm not alone in that. That there's some of us that, that, that get, get stagnant and, and, and feel like, okay, I just want to see something. And it's hard because the longer that you walk with the Lord, you get farther and farther away from that initial emotional experience. See, because what happens in our lives is when we first meet Jesus, man, and you first get saved, you feel so light and so clean and so, oh, I just don't know what this feels, I just never felt this feeling before in my life, and you have all these emotions that are running through you, but then as you begin to walk with God and things begin to pile up, you know, I, listen, there's a lot of mornings I, don't, I just I don't get up feeling the way I felt when I got saved. There's a lot of mornings I get up. Man, listen, when I, when I first started pastoring, I was excited about it every day. It ain't that way no more. That's just truth. Man, you had, you had fire. Tommy, you know what I'm talking about. You were you bear hunting with a switch. You was ready to go. And then now you get up, you're like, oh, Lord. And then it's like, I got to meet them again? I don't mean none of y'all. No, honest to God, honest to God, I am, I am blessed to have a wonderful group of people to pastor. I really am. Uh, see, Terry knows he's wonderful. Did you hear him? Amen. Terry gave himself an amen. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, listen, man, you be a good preacher. Sometimes you got to amen yourself. If ain't nobody else amening, my daddy used to say he carried him in his pocket just in case he needed one and nobody else was there. But the longer, longer you walk with the Lord, man, the, 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 the more it feels like you're just stuck there. And then you begin to question, well, is this what I'm supposed to do? Anybody ever been in a season where you started saying, okay, hey, listen. Oh, uh, listen, this, this, something about this ain't working for me. And you look around and you say, well, God, I don't know why I'm still here. You know, Jesus said, grow where you're planted. Okay, I'm here, and I'm growing, but there ain't no fruit. Anybody ever been in that situation? Man, it felt like when you first got saved, man, they was oranges popping out all over the tree. Really what happened when you first got saved is you was a corn plant. And you produced real quickly, but you didn't produce very long. And as you get older and more deeper in the faith and you have deeper roots, God can use you to be a larger, substantial tree. But the thing about that is, those trees grow through seasons... Where when, when we used to, we'd be scouting around our hunting property, 
If you found an oak tree that didn't put much on the ground, you mark that oak tree for next year. They didn't drop a lot of acorns. You marked it for next year because what that meant was next year that tree was really going to show out. Was really going to show out because it was actually absorbing the nutrients it needed from the ground to grow and be able to produce a bumper crop of acorns next year. If you wandered up on one that had acorns all over the ground, you might as well forget about that one next year because next year it was going to be in a time of rest. See, as things grow bigger in this, and, and, and they produce more fruit, they need more time to recuperate between fruit-bearing seasons. But in that process, in that time, there is a process that as a believer, we have to undergo so that we do produce. Because see, just because you're in a season where you're not producing fruit doesn't mean you're not in an active season. See, what we do so many times is like, well, you know, I'm in a season of rest. No, you're in a season of preparation. See, your season of rest will come when you leave this, this earth. Until then, you're either in a season of preparation, a season of growth, or a season of harvest. You're not in a season of rest. But we have to be able to recognize the seasons that we're in so that we know what we're responsible to do during those seasons. See, when I get in these seasons where I feel like I'm not moving forward, where I feel like nothing's going on, you know what I start doing? Complaining. So in what's supposed to be my growing season, it just becomes my complaining season. And if you'd like to stunt your Christian growth, complain. Turn your griping on and you'll stunt your growth. Turn your complaining on. Well, nobody's ever had it as bad as me. I don't say that. That's how we act. My situation's worse than anybody's ever, Alex. Let me find someone who will let me complain to them. But then they'll try to one-up me by telling me how bad their situation is. And then it turns into a thing where we're just complaining to one another about how terrible things are. Then we get in church and say, someone says, isn't God good all the time? (laughs) Christianese 101, how to speak it, just not how to live it. (laughs) But I read across this passage of Scripture, and it began to speak to my heart. You ever just been reading and it just dives off the page? And you know immediately, God says, there you go. You read, 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 and you're like, and then it's all of a sudden, it's just. Verse 6 of Luke chapter 13 says, Then he began telling them this parable. A certain man had a fig tree that had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it, but didn't find any. He said, man, I got a fig tree. I want some figs. I'm going to go get me some figs. Shows up. Tree's there. Fruit's not. So he said to the vineyard keeper, For three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and have found none. Cut it down. He said, For three years I've been looking for fruit on this tree. I've been expecting something for three years and there ain't nothing. Cut that sucker down. That thing's worthless. 
down. But see, all he knew was he wanted some fruit. He didn't have the knowledge that the vineyard keeper had. See, all I know most of the sometimes is I, I, want, I want the fruit, but I don't have the knowledge that the vineyard keeper has. Y'all ain't hearing me. Say, sometimes I say, man, where's the fruit, God? He said, hold up, don't, don't overstep your place. You're not the vineyard keeper. He said, I put a Holy Spirit inside of you. Then it'll tell you when it's time to cut down my tree. See, times in my life when I'm believing God for something, church, and it doesn't manifest, I'm ready to cut the tree down. Anybody ever been in a season where God puts you there and said, stand on this, believe for this, believe for this, and you don't see nothing? And you're like, you know what, I'm going to cut this tree down. But something on the inside of you says, hold up, wait. Wait a second now. That old vineyard keeper on the inside of you says, wait, the tree ain't done yet. Whoo. That tree ain't done yet. So look what he says. Why does he, the, 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 the owner said, why does it even use up ground, depleting the soil and blocking the sunlight? It's a waste of space. Say, God, I know you gave me this promise, but I'm done with this one. Let's pluck this sucker up and let's move on because this is just wasting space, burning energy, burning soil, and ripping off sunlight. I've been at this thing three years looking for fruit off this promise. I've been doing this for three years now, God. And it's just wasting space. You know what else I could be doing with my life? You wouldn't be doing nothing with it. So all you're doing is complaining with it right now. Same thing with me. But you tell God, God, I've been waiting. I've done exactly what you told me to do. And God says, have you? Have you? Do you know that just simply enduring something is not the same as walking in faith? Endurance builds faith, but endurance is not faith. You are capable of enduring a lot, but that don't mean that you're walking it out the way you're supposed to. So he said, I'm tired of looking at this fig tree. Man, I've had a lot of fig trees in my life I got tired of looking at. Oh, I'm alone in that, I suppose. I got sick of looking at it. I got sick of looking at it. I'm, you know what? I'm so tired of this. You ever had a dream or a promise God gave you? It got to the point where you almost hated it. You ever been in a place in life where you, you almost loathed? Anybody ever been there? And every time you thought about it, every time somebody brought it up to you, it was like, oh, I just want to punch that person in the face. You ever had that? I mean, it's like God said this, and I know God said this, and I'm holding on to this, but honest to God, I hate this. That owner of that vineyard, he hated that fig tree. Man, I've had times where it felt like the fig trees, the promises of God in my life, were laughing in my face. 
Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever had the devil actually take the promise of God, hold it up, and laugh at you? Ah, man, I listen, I want anything but this. He said, cut it down. We can put, we got, there's got to be something better we can put there. Got to be something better we can do with this time. Got to be something better we can do with this ground. Watch this. But he replied to him, let it alone, sir, just one more year until I dig around it and put in fertilizer. Woo! Come on now. I ain't going to preach a long time this morning, but I'm going to preach real good. So we're just going to double a bunch of it up and dump it on you at one time. But he said, leave it alone, sir. Let me have one more year with it. He said, let me dig around it some. Because, see, when you're in a season of preparation, you got to let the Holy Spirit dig around it some. Because, see, what will happen, here's what happens to us. We get so used to something. We get so used to something. No, I don't know the rest of it. Oh, amen. That we let the layers of life pack down on the promise. See, you've let that, you've let it not happen, not happening, not come to fruition, not come to fruition. And every, every time it doesn't, it's a layer. See, there's some of you in this place this morning, God gave you a dream, God gave you a promise, but right now, it's under such a layer of hard, crusted soil. And the longer it takes, the more that layer builds. And it builds, and it builds. And so that, that, the, the, the man with the knowledge of actually growing something, See, all the guy who owned the vineyard, all he ever did, all he ever knew was there's supposed to be grapes here when I want grapes, figs here when I want figs. He said, I got my demands and this is what I expect. But there was a man there that knew a little something about growing figs. See, I don't know nothing about growing fruit. Because all I am is a branch. Connected to a vine, connected to a vine dresser. So all I want to know is where is the fruit? God says, you don't know what you're talking about. God says, you don't know what you're talking about, son. All you know is that you are embittered because you hadn't seen what you want to see. Oh, listen, you're looking at someone who's been mad at God for a promise he gave me before. You know what it honestly looks like? That's what it looks like. It may, I've been mad at God because he gave me this promise. And I'm like, God, why did you saddle me with this? This is real talk right here. Why'd you saddle me with this? And God said, I'd saddle you with anything. I'm going to show you something and teach you something, but you're too stupid to know how to make fruit. Oh, no, me too, Bubba. No, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching right to me, Cody. I ain't just preaching. I'm preaching right to me. But see, God says, that, so this, this, this owner of this vineyard, he said, I want it, I want it now. But the man who knew something about growing something, he said, hold on now, don't give up on it yet. He said, you can't quit on it yet. 
He said, let me dig around it. See, sometimes in these moments in our lives, you got to tell the Holy Spirit, come on, dig around it. I know, I know my, my frustration is packed up on top of it. I know my aggravation is packed up on top of it. I know the difficulty of life and the difficulty of circumstances is packed up on top of it. But he said, go on, Holy Spirit, take your shovel out and start breaking some ground around me. See, you ever been in a place where you said, man, I'm just so dry? It ain't that you're so dry. It's that you're so pressed down, the water can't get there. And every time, the oh, come on now. Every time you come into the house of God and the presence of God begins to fall and the rain of the Holy Spirit begins to fall, it washes off of you like a hard pan. It washes off of you and nothing nourishes the root of that promise. Because it's so stacked up. And layer after layer after layer after layer. And you say, where's the fruit? And the Holy Spirit's saying, we got to get some nutrients to the roots. If I can't get nothing around the roots, you ain't never going to see any fruit. And so the Holy Spirit comes in there. Just like the manager of the vineyard, he says, now listen, this may be a little uncomfortable. But we're going to have to take some layers off. We're going to have to remove some earth calluses. You ever been there? Where over the course of time, you just built calluses. You built calluses. I don't want none of that. But while building those calluses... While building those calluses, what happened? Everything around you hardened. And those promises that God was trying to manifest in our lives couldn't grow because it couldn't get any nutrients because I'd put up all them calluses. So the Holy Spirit comes in, buddy, and he brings that shovel, and he begins to just put that shovel in the ground. There's an instrument J.D. and I will use when we, when we garden. Called a, it's, it's called a broad fork, but these are the width of a bed, and you stand on them, and you put, they have tines about every probably three, four inches. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I just love getting here different ringtones. <laughs> and you stand on them, and you, you stand on one side, and you press it down like that, and then you lean back, and its job in that bed is to just break that soil. Okay? But it breaks that soil. You don't turn it all the way over. You're not trying to till it. You're just trying to aerate that soil. And you break that soil because what happens over time as the, as, as the, the elements affect that dirt, it gets packed down. Well, once it gets packed down, it can't get the two things that it requires. Water and oxygen. See, what happens in our lives, life gets so compacted, you can't get water and oxygen. See, it doesn't matter how much the Spirit of God is moving in a place. If you are compacted down enough, there ain't no water and there ain't no oxygen getting to what God is trying to do. So you got to break that ground. you got to break that ground. You say, well, how do I do that? You've got to be willing to allow God to do that. You can't do that. 
You can't do that. I'm telling you, you cannot do this job. You're not capable of doing this job. If you try to do this job, you will mess it up. But you have to allow the Holy Spirit to start digging away difficulties of life. Hurt. Pain. Resentment. Rejection. All these things that pile on and pile on and pile on. And you're sitting there and you're like, where's the fruit? Spirit of God says it's buried under all this foolishness. But as that stuff's pulled away, you ever been up underneath big canopy of oak trees and on the ground you'll see leaves but if it hadn't been nothing's been raked or dealt with for a long time you'll see this year's leaves but they're loose but last year's leaves are packed and if it's been a lot of years they're packed 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 but what you'll see is Underneath that layer, underneath that layer, when it's pushed back, is some of the most perfect, rich, beautiful soil that you will ever see. And if you can take that off of there, then that beautiful soil has the opportunity to receive sunlight. And water. See, what you need to understand is in your life right now, under that layer, is the best growing soil that you will ever see. So, what has to happen is you got to let God move that layer so that then He can get the nutrients to the soil. Church, it's not that you have a promise that God won't fulfill. It's either not in its season yet or it's not being allowed to be properly nourished. Because God doesn't make a promise that He does not keep. Ever. Say, so what are you saying, Pastor Johnny? I'm saying don't give up on the fig tree. Amen. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I'm telling you, don't give up on the fig tree. Don't give up on the promise. Don't give up on what God has told you, what God is going to do. But you've got to get away with God and say, God, pull back the layers. Pull back the layers. And I'm going to tell you, I'll just go ahead. You know me, I'm always honest with y'all. It hurts. When you start tearing down walls and breaking ground, it hurts. It's uncomfortable. You walk through some uncomfortable seasons. But then, it's kind of like pruning a tree. You ever really pruned a tree? I'm not talking about, you know, cut a couple branches off. I'm talking about really prune one. Where it looks like, why did you do that to that tree? 
Anybody ever cut on a tree where you looked at somebody come out there and said, what on earth did you do to this tree? Anybody? Yeah. And it looks horrible. It looks awful. But all of a sudden, you look up in a few months. And it's the most beautiful thing in your yard. Because when you begin to cut away the growth that's not doing its job, the nutrients from the, from the, from the roots push new life. Push newness. I want new life. I want new revelation. I want new anointing. I want new wine in my life. But I got to be willing to accept the change that has to take place. Jesus says you can't put new wine in what? Old wine skins. Said if you do, it'll burst them wide open. You know why? Because they've already been formed to that size. They don't have room to, to expand. When the fermentation process takes place and that wine begins to expand, that, that, that wine skin, it'll bust it because it has no room for expansion. You can't take the new things of God and put it in your old mindset. Y'all stand with me. I told you I won't go preach a long time. I always keep Pastor Bill on his toes. Sometimes I preach a long time. Sometimes I quit early. But thing I, I promise y'all this, I won't ever preach nothing any longer than what God tells me to. Because y'all don't ever need to hear what I have to say. But that promise, guys, it's not dead. It's not dead. That promise is not useless. It just needs fresh life, fertilizer and air and fresh water. week when you're in your time talking to God and praying, ask him, say, God, Holy Spirit, do your work. Break up that ground in my life. See, I want everybody to be able to come in this building when we're worshiping corporately and be able to get that refreshing. But not just feel the coolness of the water. But the actual refreshing that comes when you take it with you. See, everybody likes to come feel good in church. Everybody likes, listen, asphalt likes cool rain. But it don't do it any good. Everything in our everything in Florida likes cool rain. But everything can't absorb it. It's 
those of us that keep that fallow ground broken up that can absorb the word and the worship the anointing of God I'm done y'all bow your heads mm, thank you Jesus oh thank you Lord hallelujah God we love you thank you God for who you are Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, I thank you because, Lord, you know better than we know. God, I thank you for being patient with us, God. Lord, I thank you that because you're always in things for the long haul, that your promises are yes and amen. Lord, that you are the author and the finisher, God, of our faith, God, that is your word, your promises, that manifest things in our lives. God, but this morning, Lord, we let you dig down around those promises. Break the ground around those promises once again, once afresh, God. Lord, you could pour in water and the wind of the Holy Spirit, God, and the fertilizer of the Word of God. That when it's the season and the time that your fruit is brought forth in our lives, God. And Lord, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hug someone's neck and you can be dismissed.